Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Auto Know Better podcast with me, Adam the Leader. Uh, I am joined this evening by Luke, by Jay, and by Gilly. How are we, boys? All right? Bad? Yeah, yeah good, mate. Good, not good. Go on, go on, Jay. You all right, mate? You've been <laughs> looking a bit quiet. Yeah, I've been better. How do you look <laughs> quiet? Because uh, I can't see his lips moving. So, uh, <laughs> So right uh, before, obviously, before we uh, we kick off and get to our normal way of thinking, lads, I just want to. Uh, I think it's a before we start. I think it's a good time to just uh, just just send our thoughts and prayers and and, uh, and best wishes to the uh, to the families of uh, Frank Worthington and of course Pete Lorimer, who uh, we've had terrible news this week. It's been a really shitty week for Leeds United. Um, so uh, just from all of us, that know better than that. And, and all our contributors, we just want to say uh, that we're thinking of, of everybody. And uh, yeah, always in our thoughts. Well said. Well said. Right. So, right. Um, I suppose it's, it's hard to follow on that, but uh, the uh, we did have some good news as Leeds fans, and that good news came in the uh, the result against Fulham. Uh, I think, and I, I'm going to gloat on this one, I think I've got five points. Gilly, did I get five points? Can you do the predictions, please, mate? Yeah, we'll run through it. So, um but I'll just go top to bottom on the orders that I, I, I caught them in. So Rex went 3-1 leads. Jay went 4-1 leads, as Jay is wont to do. Gal and Bren and myself all went 3-1 as well. Renda went 4-1. Mez went 5-0. Becky went 3-1. Smarty went 3-0. Adam, you yourself went 2-1. Nitch went 3-1. Uh, Dobbo went with a draw. The only person that didn't bat leads, by the way. And Ash and debu- debutant in the game, Shannon, both went to one lead. So you shared the spoils uh, in terms of the points taken this weekend. 
uh, with three three of you did that, and the wankers won this week is Dobbo because she was the only one that didn't back Leeds. <laughs> wow. Um, so just to run through the table, that does leave <laughs> Ash clear at the top of the league by three points, followed by Smarty and Becky joint, and then Luke has really turned hey. the tables, who was uh, languishing towards the bottom of the table for a while. Um, and and then we've got uh, Jay, myself, and Bren, all joint points on, on 12. Uh, Kay and Nitch follow that. Then way behind, like way, way behind, um, off, is that's Carl and Adam. Um, Shannon's one point behind Adam, having predicted the <laughs> one game. <laughs> <laughs> but then I... she, she is in front of Render and Jason is still bottom of the league on one point. Render's pretty shit at this. To say how good she is at gambling, she's not very good at predicting yeah, Leeds. Yeah, but you know, you know what? She's, okay. she's not shy about backing against Leeds. That's the problem. It's minus five if you back well, against Leeds in the win. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we still, yeah. we still... Next season, we need to tie up some rules. I think even if you back... Leads not to win, I think. Uh, uh, Leads, you know, I mean, I, I should be far too. Anyway, I'm not going to give a tip for you. I wasn't even looking for a bite then. <laughs> I, I still think, I still think I should get the fair play award in this league because I, I was the one who gave away my five points in the Everton game when you fucked it up, Gilly. So technically, <laughs> I, I, I'm the moral victor in this league. So. <laughs> Still don't get you promoted, you does it? No, you can you can give a goal away because the opposition coaching team all cry on the sidelines, but it don't get you promoted, does it? Yeah, John Terry gets a semi on because of fucking one of his players goes down and fucking wanker. <laughs> I think I'm having my Pontus Janssen moment. I'm going to be fucked off at the end of this season. So the. The, the Fulham game, obviously, obviously, Carl and I did uh, did Brady and Coke straight after the game, and we had uh, we had Sai who uh, gave some really good good uh, good comments on that, and, and Mark, my gaffer, uh, which is a bit weird. So, uh, what what was his name else. again? Alex, it's, it's Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> um, I recall uh, nobody backed you up whatsoever with your opinions, Dalioski. There, Adam, you just got thrown under the it. bus, didn't you? And now, and now he's fucked off. You know I mean, <laughs> everyone thinks now he's a bit of a, a bit of a wanker. So you're like uh, a visionary, yeah, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm just anyway. It's what it is, isn't it? But um, but no, it was a good. I thought it was a good. We had some good, good comments on the BNC this week, and um, I, I, what I just want to quickly, very, very quickly, quick couple of couple of sentences on on what you thought of the performance. I'll come to you first, Jay, um, because we'll get you out of the way because you talk the most. So, Jay, what were we saying? Best mate. Go on, two, two minutes, go on. a minute for you. Go two minutes, fucking hell, I'm, I feel privileged. It were a good solid performance. There were, there were obviously there were some worrying moments and some of our frailties sort of came to the fore a bit and we all probably shit ourselves a few times, but we got the job done. We, we broke the London curse. Um, Harrison was excellent, um, you know, I don't really have anything specific to say about it, in all honesty. It was just a good victory, and uh, I would please to break the curse and sort of move forward, and hopefully we can put that behind us for a bit now. Um, I know, like, Alioska got a lot of criticism from yourself and a few others. Um, right. He didn't he didn't have a great game, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, you never know what you're going to get with him, do you? 
it was funny seeing him get wound up by somebody else as well. That were um, that were quite amusing. But um, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't be too unhappy. A few heart in your mouth moments, but overall, I think we deserved it. We controlled the majority of it. Good words. Cheers to that, buddy. Gilly, uh, yes. I'll come to you, mate. What you uh, what what are your thoughts? Any, do you want to agree with Jay? Do you think Alioski's a bit of a wanker still, like I do? What, uh, I, well, you know, I don't like agreeing with Jay. <laughs> Um, but it's difficult at this point to argue with Hey, him, so when you're right, you're right. <laughs> there, there, there were um, a couple of... I, in fact, I think they're actually exceeded ours. Um, they're expected goals, I, I, I do. But, um, yep, Melier made some some good saves as well. One of them were point blank at him, but it was a strong arm that he, that he got to it. Um, there were a couple of times when, you know, distribution wasn't quite where we wanted it to be, but he had, he had, overall, he had a decent game. I think recognising Harrison is right. I think he, he, he was really good. Uh, Shearer put uh, Rafinha in his, his, his team of the week and I think that, that that was the wrong winger. I think Harrison was the was the winger that made the difference and they looked scared of him. Um, a, a, a bit of a hat nod to uh, Parker because, uh, as I said in the, in, the, in, um, in the previous pod, I thought he had too much of a touch of the Lampards early on in the season and I think he's a bit better than that. Um, oh. Not particularly good at being a football manager but as a guy I don't dislike him the way that I did earlier in the season um he's still somebody needs to take him to one side and have a word about his dress sense but um (laughs) he he did come out and say that Leeds were by far the better side and that Fulham didn't deserve anything out of it which for an opposition manager to come out and say you know even even when it's true regularly they don't do that um I think you know when you when you look at the balance of the game they weren't getting anything out of it and then they put a big man on and they still weren't getting anything out of it, so they put another one on. And it didn't really make all that much sense to me. Um, although what, one thing that I will say, and you might all fall out of me for this, and uh, I know that uh, Jay's just going to have a whinge about Cooper, is I thought he was one of Strike's worst games uh, at centre-back. Um, just purely on the... on the you know, There were one occasion, and I know Alioski um, is sometimes difficult to read, and it must be difficult to play alongside him. But there were one where they both went for the ball, it was clear that neither of them had actually called for it, where the centre-half should be clearing everything out and clear, making sure the ball went, and he didn't. Some stray headers, some stray balls into, into midfield. I, I thought it were, it were quite a poor game for him. But that said, he did just about everything you expect a centre-half to do. He just, you know, mm-hmm. the, his, his passing's usually pretty good and it were quite poor. In the air, he's usually pretty strong. It were quite poor. But, you know, he, he was in the line and he, he did all right. But... Um, I think already he's kind of set an expectation that it'll be a little bit better than he was. Yeah. Before I come to you, Mez, on that, I just want to say, do you think it was, um, do you think that having uh, uh, Robin Cock come off the bench for the last, was it 10 minutes? Okay, I think he came up with, he, come from, he came up with, I can't remember who it was now, um, but seeing seeing Cock come on as well, do, do you think that's that's going to push Cooper to, Step up and into into another level when he did when he's back from injury. Is that then and he's strike looking at it and going these people are breathing down my neck and my time in the first team is coming to an end. So do you think the nerves were there having an international footballer on the bench knowing really Cock and Lorente should be our first choice centre back pairing? Do you, do you think that played a, a, a little bit into it or do you think he just had a shit game? He's not somebody that we can expect to just deal with that expectation because of where he is in his career. No, you're absolutely right. He's, he's, he's got an international on side him and another one sat on the bench. And, you know, we've paid decent money for him. 
and they've come in with a, um, a a bit of a name already. So yeah, I, I I imagine that probably did did play into that. It might have been a bit of nerves. It might have been you know desperate to show. If you if you look at Southgate and the way that Bamford plays when he's there and the way that he plays when he's not, um, the weight of expectation of of you know the additional elements to that game might have played on his mind. It absolutely might have done. I think it's great to get caught, back, but I don't think he were on for that long. I think it were ninety plus that he came on after. Um, but it, to be fair, it's great to see him come back in, and and he did play in the under twenty threes as well, didn't he? So he got some more minutes there. So it's great to see him back. Um, and yeah. you're right. I think come come the start of next season, all all if everybody's fit, um, including Calvin in front of them, because I think Cock and Lorente can both play in, in that role as cover if, if needed. I think there are two uh, centre-backs. Yeah. And so, Mez, I'm going to come to you for first. I'm going to ask you, um, with what we've just said about strike and did he, did he struggle with the, and Bamford as well, when the, when the pressure's on him and you've got international managers looking at you in, in Bamford's um, situation and strike when there's an international about to come in and possibly take your place. How do we think those two are really going to react when there's a full Ellen Road bouncing? Uh, do you think they're, they're going to be up for up for the challenge of that? Have they shown you enough that they're going to? And I, and I, I mean, yeah. this is harsh against Paddy, but... Yeah, like absolutely. That. I think, I think it's, you make a really good point. I was having this conversation with one of my mates the other day, actually, about Ellen Road, and they were saying how much of a positive it's going to be when Ellen Road's bouncing again, um, which absolutely will. Uh, but I also think sometimes you can literally hear a pin drop in there when, and you can tell when Leeds fans are nervy. And I think that, that, that that's just as detrimental as, 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 as them getting behind the team can be positive. Uh, yeah. And I think absolutely they're going to, they're going to, there's going to be times when, when they're going to want the ground Ellen Road to, to swallow them up and literally. Um, but I think the positives are going to way outweigh the negatives uh, for me in terms of, of a full Ellen Road. I think I can't wait to see to see it bouncing again. In fairness, um, in terms of the game, yeah, just echo both, both the thoughts. It was a great win. Nice. To, I'm not going to go into it too much. With, I think Brad and Coke and these two gents down here have uh, have just pretty much summed it up. Just one thing I wanted to say on a, on a full Ellen Road is I can't wait to see Rafinha play in front of a full house because I think he'll oh, go to yeah. even another level. Yeah. We've we've seen. I, I do think Click struggles when without a crowd there. I think the other the, the opposite end of that might be true with Paddy, um, but I think Rafinha is one of them that will just thrive. I really do. Yeah, I do definitely. When everyone's singing his name and chanting for him, you know, it'd be it'd be fucking loving it. That's what it's all about. I feel sorry for them players that have come and joined us and they haven't experienced that yet. We might as well uh, we might as well just skip to the skip to the poll at this point. I think. Um, I don't know who came up with these questions. Like, this is what happens when I'm in a meeting. Well, <laughs> you know, who came up with these? Well, actually, Carl, it, it was the group. Carl actually suggested the stand question, and oh, um, I think I came up with um, the others. Or did, did you suggest any of them, Gilly? Yeah, we didn't yeah. chat about them. I just can't remember which one's which now. But yeah, so there you go. So well, I, so I think. So I had a good chat with Carl. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save his ass on this one because I don't want to talk about building a new. I don't want to talk about building a new stand. It's boring. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Well, it won um, the poll, so, Adam. So you don't really I, get. I to don't care. Oh, he's gone no. full fucking listen, chairman, listen, Adam. Listen, 146 people who voted for that, or whatever the percentage was, you can all DM me and talk to me about it, and I'll oh, and I'll God. tell you. Go on, go and play with some Lego or something. So, I tell you well, what, I think, what, I do Alfred here, Morning. 
Adam, don't oh, yeah. care what you think. That's it. He's, he's gone anyway. fucking maverick again. <laughs> Mad Adam's back. Back oh, in business. Wow. But, 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 the wild guy. No. <laughs> but what I was going to say is I'd, I'd spoken to Carl about this uh, when we'd socially distanced, obviously, because we were responsible, the game uh, on Friday. And what Carl, I think he may be getting at, is he thinks uh, on the East End we should be we should build the... Obviously, we've got the iconic picture of the 70s team and they've all got the, their names on the back of their jerseys, uh, on their tracksuit tops, uh, and perhaps doing some kind of mural or some kind of um, sculpture <laughs> within the... Oh, I've been on my tongue, but you've said it. All right. Oh, no, I nearly Muriel's dropped a seat on him as well. <laughs> That's the second time ready. you've nearly done that tonight, isn't it? Fuck. That's all. Fun being on 20 minutes. Um, but, I, he, but Carl, I think, was getting to the point where we... Is the stand in a good position where we could actually really honour... Um, sort of, Especially with everything that's gone on over the past year with Legends uh, passing, is that something that... We we should do. Should we build the East Andes into like a uh, into a you know into into a, a place where uh, we can sort of pay our respects as, as well as, as sit and watch the game? What, what that's what I I was getting with that. Unless you want to talk about putting some more seats in it, which is boring. Well, well yeah, I, I, I think we need to be cleared on what we're talking about there because you keep talking about the East Stand where people have talked about putting a statue over the entrance and so on, but the extension would be on the West Stand. Gonna say the East Stand's the one you wouldn't do anything with. That's the modern one. No it's what? a one decent part of the ground. <laughs> come on. And this is come on. and this is what happens. Fucking bring back I've got a bit of an input so. there. So I I I've seen so somebody did a mock-up on Twitter over the weekend actually. Um <laughs> and, and um it's something that had been mentioned before. Um and, and it does look good, and I think um it was almost like a silhouette that they'd put over the entrance to the east yeah. stand and it, it does look good and i think that that would be a good remembrance and equally you know billy's on the corner um having them on that facade underneath the badge and all of that i think that'd be really good i think when we're talking about the west stand though looking at it from from that angle you know we we, we jack um on training pitch with a fag on we we west stand behind him and the old um they used to have the leads um, shield up there yeah, um, yeah. so you know equally I think there are things that we, we could do on either side um, that that West End you know it's still all the shitty old seats the wooden seats and, and, and all the, you know there's, there's loads of work that could be done there and it's going to benefit the club from a, a hospitality and corporate approach as well as and yeah it's the most expensive in. place to sit well it is um, how about but it's also worst atmosphere because they actually do crack on you when you when you when you're singing and jumping around in there. So um, th- there's stuff that needs to be done there, and and I think if you can mirror what the East Stand has got, then you know we we'll, we'll, we won't fall quite so short when we are all allowed back in. We won't fall quite so short on being able to get people into into the ground because we're, we're mm. not going to be anywhere near being able to meet the demand at the moment. And the more, the more that we can do that, obviously, the better it is for the atmosphere, for the club to get the money in. It all makes sense. And I think the earlier they can start yeah. that work, you know, there's, we're not allowed in at the moment. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's what? There's 9,000 potentially going to be allowed in for the last one or two games of the season. Does anybody, I mean, we all care, but does anybody really care that much about those two games that we couldn't reduce that down to 7,000 and do it work now? Well, you can still probably put 9,000 in the rest of the ground, to be fair. Easy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, 
now's the time. It's like, I can understand the chairman and stuff not wanting to um, commit to all that work and that money while they're not sure whether we're going to stay in that division or not. But we know now that we are. So I think, you know, now is the time to crack on, get it done, get it started now. By the time next season comes around, it'll either be ready or it'll be almost ready. I think the argument, I think the argument is that that we've been in, in the Premier League for a season. We don't want to get second. I mean, nobody's going to say that we're going to get second season syndrome and I fucking hate that because it's just teams just go to shit. It's not a syndrome. It's a just it's just teams think, they get too comfortable and they think, look at Sheff, Sheff United, for instance, they didn't invest really in the team. The players they did invest weren't weren't to benefit their team anymore, anymore or any better. And I think that's what teams generally do. Uh, they, they stay up, they keep the money, they've sort of reinvested from spending a lot coming up out the champ and they've sort of you know, curve off some uh, s- some some debts and whatever else. Um, but I think we've got a real sensible, sensible, sensible <laughs> leadership team at Leeds at the minute. Uh, and I think I t- totally trust them. Angus and and Rads just seem to know what they're doing. You know, um, leaving order to the players and uh, and whatever else. So if they, if if they could have done it, I think they would have done. There must be a reason why they haven't. Start talking about it, or haven't done it as yet. What do? You, what would be the um, the the like? What? How much do? You, how many seats do you think we could increase by? By they're talking open? about making it fifty thousand. That's a is that right? Yeah, that's what they've said. Well, that's a big. And we're on. We're on that sounds about right. Thirty-six at the moment. Yeah, but that, that would also be with additional yeah. changes in in East End as well, where we lost some seats, wasn't it? Because it used to be just about forty. Yeah, it used to be like 38, 9, summer or something daft like that. But fuck yeah. knows. I've got it in my head that it was 42,000 once upon a time, but I don't know if I've imagined that. Well, once upon a time, it would be yeah. on 60, wasn't it? Because it was standing. Well, yeah, when everyone just fucking filed in and all got <laughs> rammed into stands together, all like but, sardines. But how amazing Google would it be if we, could, if we could bring back um, safe standing? Yeah, I'd love that, mate. Well, not Google bring back safe standing. 37,790. Currently, seven Well, this was my my next point. So obviously, we say standing, they would have to. You'd remove a hell of a lot of seats to to accommodate. Would would they have to remove seats? Um, would it be one person per seat per se, or would they leave more room between in case of um, any any potential problems? Well, they put their metal bars, don't they, in front. And and they've they've staggered now. Uh, like yeah, like a, I don't know if you've ever been to, to rugby grounds and, and rugby league grounds. Um, yeah, that's right. They, they they put that in as a as a safety precaution. But what I don't think they have, they don't have a particular because you have free movement throughout the throughout the grounds in a super league ground. Uh, yeah, it's great. As well. The majority of the time, yeah. Um, I don't think it'd ever be that flexible. Um, but I think, obviously, with the standing, there's no need for, for for rows of seats as such. I think you could probably... I would probably say increase it by maybe 33 to 50% in comparison to seating in the same in the same area. Um, so if you look in the sort of south stand, I don't know how many south stand homes uh, holds, um, but I have seen mock-ups of, of south stand. And, and I think the cop as well, uh, where they're on about putting safe standing up to the... Uh, up to the... You know, the, the the rooms, if you like, or whatever they call them, and then and then seating above them. Are you boys advocates for safe standing? Oh, definitely. I am. 
I, like, you go to a Leeds game, and in most of ground, people are stood up anyway. Stand up anyway, yeah. So, you know, you might as well just implement it properly and reap the benefits of it. Why, why, why are we still kidding ourselves? And the authorities are saying you've got to sit down and everyone's pretending that's what happens. Everyone knows everyone's stood up. You know, I don't want to, like, get the club in trouble, but you get parts of the ground where the stewards are pretty relaxed because they know that it's pissing in wind trying to make everybody sit down. Everyone's just going to get straight back up as soon well, as they walk up the stairs. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And if, if if you consider so corporate West End, keep it that way. Make it put plush seats in, lever seats, whatever you want to do, and charge fruit nose for it. Yeah, stick and a it, champagne bucket between them. Yeah, whatever. and and in East Stand, keep that as family stand. Great, fine. All animals going south stand and cop, so everybody gets to appreciate the fact that the animals are screaming at each other because that's what drives all the, drives all the atmosphere. Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> um, and and put safe standing, even if it's only at the bottom tiers of those, put safe standing in there because it's the south stand bouncing off the cop and vice versa that generates all the atmosphere anyway. Yeah, south stand gives us a song and, and and all of that. So yeah, everybody it. gets to hear all of that. So and, and, cheese wedge and, as well. Well, I, I do appreciate the cheese wedge. I like it in there. Leave yeah, that as it is. Great. I love it, mate. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, East Stand, family stand, keep it seated. Yeah, great. Yeah. East Stand Upper, keep it seated. You know, but so, north and south, yeah. get safe standing in. Let people enjoy themselves. So this is. I'm gonna. I've, you know. Do you know what? I, I I've misread this. I I. Uh, this is a much more fun conversation than I thought it was going to be. So, <laughs> so we had, um, so we had. Obviously, we, we've 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 seen this, and we've we've seen about the nine thousand potential fans going in for the last game of the season. The, the so-called super fans. We, you know, we have blue and <laughs> yellow and white Adidas trainers. Therefore, we we're allowed in before you. Um, so, if it came to a, a, how how would they, how would you, how do you think the club would be able to um, sell? a standing season ticket compared to a normal how would they you know would they do it on a we could have three games a season standing how would they do like for me there's so much more to it than just saying well the FA is saying we can't do standing in case of you know catastrophes that we've seen in the past there's so much more to it that I think we're as fans are looking at I'd love to be able to stand at Ellen Road um, but ultimately how, how do you police that and how do you I don't, how, I don't how really do you, see where you're coming from Stand capacity is capacity. Don't let yeah, any more than are in. Um, you won't have a certain amount of games, Adam, because there's not a certain safe, stand no. that would be a standing area. That would just be it. If your tickets in that area, then you'd stand the full season. Of course, so that's what I'm saying. But how? So if Mez, you went, you wanted. So there's say there's thirteen thousand people that can stand. This is hypothetical. Yeah. But how? Yeah. But but twenty thousand fans are. Every season ticket order wants to stand, but there's only a certain volume. Well, I think I think probably I think what you'd probably get is it, it, again hypothetically, it, they would if they were going to put safe standing in, they wouldn't just put it in one stand. They'd probably put it in the north and south stand, uh, yeah. and that would that's the where that's where the majority of season tickets are. Apart from obviously mm-hmm. the family stand in the east stand, the family stand in the east stand, they're not going to want to transfer into there anyway. You're going to have more yeah. capacity in each of these stands, so I don't see where there's going to be an issue or a problem. Uh, in fact, there's probably an argument for for more season tickets within those areas. I think so. Yeah, I think they'd probably yeah. offer like a chance to swap out of there if they would change it to standing. And I think the, I, I think, I think the you'd additional be capacity there. In. Yeah, the additional capacity in the um, in the Coppin itself stand would probably cover 
the opportunity for season ticket holders that are already in East and West to be able to switch across if they wanted to. I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think might... I think we're a long way off that anyway, to be honest with you. And I think I don't think the initial the initial plans for the stadium uh, expansion up to the fifty thousand did include save standing. I think that was all based on so. seating. You can't you can't um really plan for something that's not really on the agenda at the moment, can you? Well, so it's not legalised, it's not it's not there's no legislation passed for, for such such a large uh large stadiums to, to be able to to be able to accommodate for safe standing, I don't think. In this it would gain a bit so, of momentum, wasn't it, at one point? But it's kind of gone away. It was, it's gone quiet, hasn't it? But mm. and you can probably appreciate it, there's been more important things going on. The world oh, yeah, last sort of yeah. One, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be grateful to be there. To be fair, with them stood up, sat down, or whatever. I'd literally sneak in a burger van, me. <laughs> I once had a guy actually saw, tried don't to get excited. Um, don't you be getting excited because I mentioned burgers yeah, I, I, I love a good burger mate. <laughs> I, once, um, I once had a guy who was completely off his face and um, I scanned my ticket at the turnstile <laughs> I was going to say about 60 but it could have been you um, <laughs> he, were, uh, he were off his face I scanned my ticket at the turnstile and tried to go through and he absolutely rifled in behind me and tried to force his way in with me through the turnstile and, you know, I'm a fat fucker anyway. You can't, you know, it's going to be hard-pressed for me to get through, let alone with somebody else in there with me. I said, fuck off, mate. Get, you know. And he went, call yourself a fan. And I went, yeah, I paid for a fucking ticket. Call yourself a fan. Call yourself a Leeds fan. That's got to be the tagline for this episode. Call yourself a Leeds fan. Fucking asshole. God. But the... The, the sad thing about this story, boys, is that was the last time Jay took his dad to a Leeds game, so... <laughs> You're not that far off at back, that's the fair. So there we are. God, we're covering a load of ground tonight, eh? Covering more ground than Jack Harrison. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, in... sorry. Yeah, go on. Go, go on, Mez. No, please, please. You can. No, no, it's hey, well. You've got, you've got trouble to interrupt him now, Mez. Fucking get on with it. No, no. <laughs> do you know? I, it was actually something. That's enough. Do you just enjoy, you just enjoy supping that coat for a straw, will you? Because you'll be eating through one if you carry on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have two of us then, pal. Leave out coat through a straw on here, there. Come on, lad. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast. Shall I forgot what I'm going to say now. Fuck yeah. Fuck it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone to shit. Um, so, you right, while you think, while you think about it, Mez, so international international break now. Um, who have we got out there tonight? We playing. We got Dallas, obviously Cal, um, Clicky, Ali, Alioski, Cal, it's Cock, not with the German team. I didn't say that. I said Dallas, <laughs> Cal, Click. You can listen to this cock. back. I can't wait. For I said this cock. This is great. I didn't say cock. <laughs> Come on, Adam, Adam no, I said cock. Just excited. Oh, it's, it's very certain about it. No, has said... cock travelled with? Has he gone away with Germany? Because I know he's come back from an injury. Sorry, mate, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Uh, no, I was, I was asking. asking. He has travelled. Too many cocks spoil the broth. That's it, mate. Jesus Christ, got free in here. <laughs> so, so anyway, talk we can edit. Gilly, you can edit this bit. So we got, um, we got Dallas. Oh, this is staying in, mate. This is quality <laughs> content that people want. This is it. Yeah, all right. Uh, so we've got uh, Stewie D, Clicky, Alioski, uh, Calve. Who else has gone? Rodrigo's not gone because he's still dead, isn't he? Roberts, oh, is, Roberts is... Roberts. Cock, I don't think it's gone. Look, did Lorente go? 
I'm not sure though. I'm not sure. But and 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 I think a big shout out for Costa. Helder Costa's going to Angola. I don't even know where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, Helder. I thought it was Portuguese. Is he obviously never going to get called up for them? So he's uh, he's gone for his 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 heritage, I suppose. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so. so here, boys. So Angola is a uh, is a it was colonized by the Portuguese back in the. Oh, right. okay. A bit like there's not many there. places that weren't actually. To be I'm fair, I'm say so. So were most of South America. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I can speak a bit of Portuguese now as well, um, but. But most of North Africa was... was Superbook. So anyway, dickheads. So anyway, right, are we... Are we <laughs> my point is, right, are we going to pay any attention to it, to international football or are we just going to sack this off? Oh, i tell you what, I'll tell you, I would have done, I think, if Paddy and Aileen have gone and I probably will watch... England, but only because Galvin's playing, uh, and I wouldn't have done if he wasn't. And I'm not that bothered how they go on as long as he gets through. I'm scared. Um, international football, unless it's a big major tournament for me, has lost all of its fun. Uh, yeah. uh, and I think Gareth Southgate sucked that out of it being an English fan uh, and an Englishman. Uh, he plays uh, so negatively against shit teams. He plays two holding midfielders against a shit team. And yeah. we've got the likes of people like people like Phil Forden and and Jaden Sancho and Bakary Saka or whatever he's called. Uh, and, and we've got such an exciting future in terms of attacking youth. Uh, yet he still decides to play Jordan Henderson and Declan Rice every game. You know, you say that, Mez, and on the talk show the other day, I can't remember who it was, but one of the presenters was saying they genuinely fear that he won't play Foden, like he won't start Foden, because he's just that negative. I, think he will. I don't think he will. I think he's I got think his favourites. Bonkers. And he, he plays. He plays people. He plays people. He's very much. Although he's, although he's been there and done that, he's very much of the of the belief that people play off their names still. I think, and, and yeah, he yeah. would rather play. He'd rather play if Wayne Rooney was still playing. He'd still be playing for it. If he was still eligible and 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 retired from international football, my bet is he would still be in the England captain now and still playing every game. Yeah, that's how I think he he, 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 that's how he he lines up. And the whole Ollie Watkins, Paddy Bamford thing. Don't get me started on that. I've got my own views on it, but um, I think truthfully, uh, he simply done it because he was a Villa player, and I think. Watkins was at Villa. I don't think Watkins deserves a shoe in, in that England side. He's nowhere near going to play for England. Do I think Paddy is? Probably not, but on form, 100%, he should be given a game. Yeah. Well, he's in his second highest scoring Englishman at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's, so, he's joined top with Kane based on no penalties. Yeah. He's yeah. As many so goals as Harry Kane. Are you going to turn play. around and say, oh, not this time? Ollie's done really well. Well, he hasn't he done anything better than Bamford's done. He's not finished. He's not finished. And I'll tell you something. Half of these fucking VAR goals were had rolled out that were bullshit. It just scored about four more. But it, it, yeah. the the really frustrating thing for me was not even that he came out and said that uh, he'd done really well. It was that he's got a pressing game. Mm. What what's Bamford doing? He's the best forward presser. Exactly. So, anyway, aside from so Southgate's full of shit. We can see that he's full of shit. Don't know what he's talking about. I think Calvert Lewin gets to go because he, he offers something very different to Kane, in as much as between the, the penalty spot and the goal is where he comes alive. 
he adds nothing else, absolutely nothing else. He's got no pay. He got absolutely outstripped for pace by Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, but, well, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that to him. Although we'll, Cooper we'll has been in trading day. with uh, Usain Bolt. <laughs> but um, but we're, we're in a position where we've got Calvert-Lewin that's very different to Kane. Kane's the first choice. He should be the first choice. Um, I hate how he goes out to injure opponents, but other than that, you know, he's there... He's scoring goals, he's getting assists, and he's doing that week in, week out. So, fine. And he's done well in England shirt. Again, fine. Calvert-Lewin's He's earned his place, hasn't he? He's yeah. earned his place. Calvert-Lewin's something different, which is what you want on your bench. Again, fine. But don't then not take Bamford, who should be the next one there, on the strength that somebody else is good with a pressing game, when literally that's what he's built his success on. Exactly. That's what really pissed me And, off. like, if you want to really drill down into it, He's never really been someone who's considered to have fulfilled his potential, Bamford. And now he's come alive in this game, pressing in this, you know, this system. Yeah. And you know, if that ain't a bloody advert for him and how he can play that role, then I don't know what is. He's never looked better than he yeah, does point. now. Yeah, never. Yeah, point. Is, is his peak? Is his peak? And he's, he's he been is. at so many different clubs. He's been at so many different clubs and never. Never quite made it. Been great in the championship. Been out. Been fairly above average in the championship for many years. Yeah. Um, probably ninety nine percent of Leeds fans probably didn't think he would make it in the Premier League. Uh, no, I didn't. Being honest, being honest. Um, but I think he surprised a lot. Of, a lot of us. Uh, so, hundred percent deserved to deserve the call up. And, and based on that, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of of Southgate anyway. But. Uh, but yeah, he's just certainly gone down even further in my estimations. It wouldn't surprise me if Calvin didn't get a start in the big games either. He'll probably play against San Marino. Uh, uh, I think you're right. I think play he'll against... play against Rice. Yeah, he will. Calvin I'm, should be I'm, the guy I'm that, sorry. that's building that All four around. of us are better than Henderson. <laughs> all four of us are all better than Henderson. He's the worst midfielder <laughs> we've had at England level for fucking decades. He is shit. Right. Mate, I'm shit, but at least I try to pass forward. He's shit. He's literally shocking. Shouldn't be in the he's squad. He's off. He's also he's also won the Premier League though as a captain, and I don't get me he wrong. Got carried he's... to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't, didn't John well, O'Shea and Rocky Junior won the World Cup? Yeah, good point. John O'Shea <laughs> was John O'Shea <laughs> was what's his name? Didn't, didn't they win Premier League as well? <laughs> Where's Luke Brown won the Premier Where's League? Brown? Where's Brown? <laughs> Luke Chadwick did, I think, as well, didn't he? Yeah. Exactly. So just, you don't have to be good more, to win league. Just one more Go point on, on, on England, on. just to expand you on, on what you'd said, Luke, is just just to really, really showcase just how dour and negative and shit Southgate is for England, is we played Wales with one up front, three centre-backs, a double pivot and wing-backs. Remember we got destroyed by Iceland? I mean, what the... F- uh, yeah, seven free, defensive players. Freak occurrences And then a goal in that's eight. Yeah, freak occurrences yeah. can happen. You know, Greece won the Euros. They shouldn't have done, but they did. Freak occurrences can happen like that. But when you set up against a side whose best player is our fourth-choice attacker, when we, when we weren't even in the Premier League, <laughs> and we, we play eight defensive players, including the keeper, it tells you something about that coach. And it tells well, you I that think he's Bale's the best player, capable. but... No, no, but he didn't play against this, is what I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. He was out, he's out playing 18 hours with Bale. <laughs> yeah, he will be, yeah. 
Anyway, so, I'll listen, get off my soapbox now. Self gaking fuck off. No, I like a gilly rather than it's good. It's good. It's better. It takes it out off me. Uh, but <laughs> while we, you've actually brought some good points there, boys, I'm actually, I, I think I'm going to tie this into. Don't all, sound too surprised. Well, I'm going to bring this in. I'm going to, the poll brought up three other questions and three other options that I really was enjoying. So I'm going to bring this into it, all of them. So, first one, under 23s. We mentioned England strikers. So, an England young players, Bakari Saka, Foden. We, I, I saw some mad stat about Mason Greenwood. So, fuck Mason Greenwood, because he plays scum. So, let's talk about Sam Greenwood. Let's talk about the under 23s. Let's talk about that free kick. I, I, I presume you've all seen it. Yeah, we're an absolute cracker. Ah, yeah. I've been watching it. It was a cracker. Great. Oh, yeah. I, I've not seen it. Right, we're brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Way outside box, and it went in off the post. I mean, no keeper was saving that. I don't care, do we? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look so, it up. I, I haven't had a chance. So I haven't seen it's it. It's worth looking back because Joffrey got that trick as well. Yeah, no, yeah. So, well, some, some of some of those, um, some of those. Some looks tidy. Looks yeah, like a real well, handful. That that ball of Pavedas into front post for for some of those to finish. <laughs> I mean, it, they, it they just, similar. Just Do you know what it reminded me? Of, well. it, it reminded me of Rafinha's goal the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah Paddy were a bit closer into him, I think, weren't he? Uh, the the Paveda ball were, I think, a bit more difficult. But yeah, it, yeah, it would it would it would similar. It was similar. To run on ball and finish at front post. Yeah, I like Little Ian. He just needs to um, beef up yeah, a bit. Who the fuck get, are you? Not get knocked around. <laughs> so what they call him, Mez? Why don't you play Little down? Ian. He's not. You're not he's, the he, fucking he, police. He's not the apprentice at fucking work. Little That's Ian. what they call the lad. He loves it. I don't want to hear your opinions. When I want them, I'll tell you. Them. Oh, me and Little Ian are just going down to pizza up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We don't say the C word on this pod unless it's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brolin. Uh, yeah, Ben. <laughs> so anyway, so so yeah, So this is my point, right? And I'm I'm gonna just take it a little bit back to English football. When we played when England are playing against teams like San Marino, this is my point with under twenty three football. It's it's just Shit, it's a shit level. England shouldn't be playing San Marino. Our under 23s shouldn't be playing. Um, our, our main players should be dropping into the under 23s. The under 23 youth football in Britain, in England, is completely fucked. The whole spectrum of football. We already fixed no this, Adam. We rant about this every week. Yeah, we fix it. If you if you listen back to our recordings, Adam, just so that you can get up to speed. If you go back and listen to we fixed English football, we reintegrated. We took out the under twenty threes. We reintegrated a full second tier and we fixed it. I know. I know. If you subscribe to the Auto Know Better podcast, Adam, you'd know this. If you have, I think, I think I was hosting that one as well. It just pisses me off. It really, really pisses <laughs> off. So, anyway, um, so anyway, go on. The only thing that point is missing, that... uh, fucking hell. The under 23s are shit. And, and, but the, the, the under 23 league is the same as the Nations League, but it's just completely and utterly pointless. And England are never going to win a major competition whilst we have this nonsense where we end up playing teams like San Marino. Faroe Islands, then we'll go, are we going to play Poland? And then we dry, grind out a 1-0 win 
I love it, mate. Like qualifiers, you get to a tournament, like we've not lost a game because we're fucking beating all these shit sides. And you think England are fucking going to do it this Iceland. time. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you meet somebody who doesn't just roll over and nobody knows what to do. <laughs> 33 points is, out of 33 on, on the road to qualification. Scored 612 goals. <laughs> <TV>. yeah. <laughs> and then lose to the Icelandic, Icelandic Viking club. <laughs> 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 uh, Where's, Where's your arms? Where's your arms gone, Jay? I'm like magic car. I can't. I'm careful, Jay. You might get knocked off by Ross McCormack. <laughs> get him on the undateables. Oh, oh, you know. It's all going room away. Uh, what's the last point, Adam? Anyway, because uh... I, I I've, I've not made one good point all night, so I don't know what we're going to go for now. No, you said there were um, three things that you wanted to discuss. We know we're like you're a good two of them. Oh, no. We know we're like a no. rudderless ship when Messi's trying to get It's a good job some of us are awakening it, Luke. Honestly, it's been hard. It's been hard, So no, so I'm going to take it back. And uh, the, the the final point from the from the poll that went out today was obviously we've spoken at the start of this pod um, about lost legends of the club, but should the club do more to honour um, lost fans? And the reason I think this was brought up, there was a, a, a really poignant tweet, obviously, of the uh, the stone of Kevin Christ, which was really, really unkept. And, and I wouldn't say covered in in, uh, in in rubbish and dirt, but it, it kind of looked like it was a forgotten piece of Leeds United history, which I, I, I didn't quite like. So should the club do more to honour not just legends, but honour... You know, lost fans as well because we've, you know, it's been a tough year for it for a lot of people, and um, I know there's certain people that we've all followed on Twitter and who we've lost and things like that. So, should where does it start? Where does it stop? And what what are your thoughts on it really? And I know it's a really depressing way to end this. I, I promise I'll pick it back up. But um, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on it? Because it, you got a few few votes, and obviously people want want to hear. So, may as I'll come to you because you're our most uh, Sympathetic person on the pod. Yeah, no, I mean, in all seriousness, um, I think I think as a club, um, the the things we do in terms of of, of lost ones, you know, you, you know, you look at uh, Nanny Val and 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 Morimer and 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 Wormington and and we send the right message out as a club. I think where I think although a lot of clubs don't like us uh, for the for all the for all the right reasons because we we we're a loyal fan base. Um, and and you know we're all sort of all for one and one for all, so it's in a nice in the nicest possible way. But um, I think I don't think no. I think I think as a club where we're quite strong and quite united uh, in in the things that we do for for fun, like I said, not only heroes but for but for fans and and, and friends and and families uh, related to the club as well. So so no, I think I think I think we do it do it quite well in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Gilly, I'll come to you. I'll come to you after that. After that, James, have you got anything to, to add on that when it comes to, you know, the the fan type? You know, I think the fans more than the legends. I think just reflecting on what had been said earlier in in the pod, I think um, out of any owners that I remember in my in recent times with the club, I trust that these more than any others to do the right thing. Um, you know. Ridsdale couldn't and then from that point on I've not had any faith in any of the owners that we had 
um, until this point. And I think with with Angus, with Rads, I, I think that the, the club's in good hands and I do have a, a good feeling that they'll end up doing the right thing. Um, I think quite often uh, good elements that, that come out of tragedy is when, when families can be involved, families that have lost people. Um, and, and yeah, but I, I do, I think, I think it's in good hands is the club and, and uh, long may that continue. And, and I think um, whatever it is that they come up with, as long as it's not a new badge, whatever they come up with to, in terms of remembrance and, and in terms of support offered to families that have, have lost loved ones that are, are big fans of the club and that sort of thing is, I think that they will do right by them, whatever that might be. And, and you know, if, if that is actually going out to them and saying, how can we best remember family members, things like that, I, I genuinely, I, th- I think, they'll, I think they'll, they'll follow through and they'll do the right thing. Words. And Jay, finally on you, mm-hmm. mate, you, you I, I can't really be in, in disagreement with anything that's been said. So, Well, do you know what? I think, as Mez sort of indicated, and I feel dirty for agreeing with him again, but we're a loyal fan base and, you know, we're like a family and the club has come a long way when it comes to the relationship with us, the fans, and sort of how they, how they treat people. And I don't know... I, Everything feels close to knit now, and it's weird because when you think about it, like if you're a season ticket holder and you you go in every week, you know, you get to know the people around you. You might not know much about them away from games. Um, you might not even know the real names. I mean, people tell you you forget stuff. You end up with your own names for people. I dread to think what some of them around us call me, but you know, um, <laughs> that's. I can give you a few. That sour-faced bastard. <laughs> no, do you know what? I go, fuck, I go berserk me when it's not going well. But anyway, so when you think about it on the face of it, like you actually share some of your highest and lowest moments in your life with these people. Do you know what I mean? You, they're the people who are with you when you're at the pits of despair. They're the people who are with you when you're up in the clouds. You're going mental. You jumping around, people are flying over your head, there's people waving babies, you know. <laughs> these are the we people you we, share we those moments with. We don't condone that as a podcast. We certainly don't. <laughs> these are the people you share those moments with and they touch your life in a way that you might not appreciate or might not appreciate before this. And I think that when we go back, there should be stuff done. I think there should be everybody that we've lost, their name should be in the programme. Um I think they should put them all on the screen before the game. And any kids or grandkids, give them a kick, get them on pitch, let them all be there. Let's have a, a minute's applause or something before the game. Do you know what I mean? Let's make sure we remember these people. And um, Maybe wait until we've had the pitch done, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I don't think, want to need any more feet on this pitch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think it's yeah, sad... I think that's a top, top, top idea. It's a sad sort of reflection of what's happened that one of the first things we're all going to do when we go back is look around, see who's still there and who's not. And um, there's a couple of old blokes where we stand in the, I say stand, where we stand in the cheese uh, wedge and, you know, they're fucking cracking characters. Watch leads all their lives. They've got some right stories. It's just, it's brilliant. You have a good laugh with them. It's fantastic. And I'll be gutted if any of those guys are not with us still. Really, really good. And I, I trust the club in this day and age, to do the right thing. Yeah, and I think I think I'll, I'll echo um, 
what, what you boys have said there. Um, the club have been very good to me in the past with my, my little boy who's had his own health problems in the past and things. Mm. And um, I, 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 and we're a family, aren't we? And uh, as much as we take the piss out of each of on this, uh, you know, we and, and take the piss out of other people as well. We, you know, we are all we are all leads. We are all united, and uh, and I think that's uh, something that's. Uh, that's really over. You know, it's a year to the day that the first lockdown started, and I think we just need to keep going because we're almost through it. And uh, I'll see you all at Ellen Road again very soon. Absolutely. So, right on that note, we have uh, we have a couple of interviews coming up this week. I think Mez, have you got anything for us to got anything juicy in the pipeline for to get the, the whistle wet for our, our loyal fans? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to tell you what it is or who it is. Uh, going to keep you guessing and uh, on a on a is it on a knife's edge or is that is that, is that the saying that you, that you in say? suspenders? Yeah, in suspenders. Knife edge and suspenders. Here, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's probably worse yeah, than that. <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. Friday tea time. We've got our next uh, special episode coming out, which is one you do not want to miss simply if you love Leeds and the current coach head coach Superb, right then boys it's been an absolute pleasure as always um, happy one year lockdown anniversary uh, <laughs> glad <laughs> glad that we're all uh, that we're, we're all here and we've got each other to talk to and, and again to anybody who is listening if you are struggling do feel to reach out but not to Jay because he doesn't give a fuck um, hey that's not true it's got besmirch <laughs> in me we all, we all care, and if anybody needs help, give a shout. Uh, I'm Adam, the Leeds fan. This is the Art and All Better podcast. Thanks to, to Mez, to Jay, and to, and to Gilly. And, uh, hey, hang on a minute. Why, 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 I'm the only one getting laughed at, you fucking. I said Gilly. <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> laughed when you fun. said it. <laughs> no, I laughed because Brolin got fucking muted at the end. <laughs> and this is all beautiful. We all love you. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> Ta-da. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.